Hi everybody, this is Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Weirdo Magnet. Um, flying solo today. I'm just going to do a quick reading of a poem I wrote uh, because I would like that to still be part of the podcast, me sharing things, and also will keep me writing. And truthfully, uh, we're getting some pretty bad weather in Michigan, and I'm going a little stir-crazy in the house, so I figured I would channel that energy into something productive. So I hope you enjoy it. Okay, this is called The Test. My dad enlisted when others ran away to Canada. It was 1967, and Vietnam was calling. A combat Marine, he led his life with authority, purpose, and efficiency. This served him well as he returned from battle when so, other, when so many others did not. Their life suspended and their memories etched on a granite wall. Upon his return, he started his own tree trimming business, Taking orders wasn't on his agenda anymore. He wielded chainsaws and climbed trees with vigor as part of his daily occupation. He was six feet tall, full of muscle and quick wit. My dad commanded a room with a booming voice when he entered. When he asked you to do something, he wasn't really asking. I often teased him for, quote, barking orders. Quiet rooms were shunned. Television sets bleated noise while he napped. His mind never stilled, even when he was at rest. Startling easily, you never walked up and surprised him. Years later, we'd learned he'd been blasted with Agent Orange while in the jungle, giving him lung cancer and throat cancer and no gun to fight this enemy. My dad never spoke of his time in the Marine Corps or in that jungle. The vault of memories were on lockdown. Until one Sunday when I visited, Dad asked for my help with a quote-unquote test. I pulled out the packet of papers and read, PTSD assessment. One question said, Have you ever experienced or witnessed an event in your past that was extremely scary, horrifying, assaulting, or life-threatening? He simply answered yes at first. Then he elaborated. My heart started to pound as he explained someone in his platoon was taken as a POW. At dawn, his troops set out in the jungle to find this lost Marine. As he relayed the story, tears fell, steady as a faucet running. He was marching in the front of the line, and therefore he stumbled upon the body first. The soldier's throat had been slit. I saw the depth of my father's pain as he cried for the POW. He said, they just cut his throat like he was nothing, threw him away like he was garbage. How could they do it? I don't understand it. His crying grew jagged and my gut clenched. Next, I reached a question about witnessing a tragic event. He paused to tell me about a firefight. Dad explained that firefights usually lasted about five minutes, but this one lasted for 12 hours. He was positive he was going to die that day. Instead, the cancer took him one piece at a time, like the Johnny Cash song without any of the humor. His bellowing voice reduced to a hoarse whisper, after too many rounds of radiation. His strong frame weak and decaying from the chemo. His teeth pulled out like useless weeds in a garden. His outer shell crumbled from the inside out. His mind stayed sharp like a razor. He lost his appetite when a feeding tube was inserted into his belly. 
Eating was a societal norm he no longer participated in with any joy. The war was a hungry beast at our house without a name. As we finished the PDST test that day, it was clear he'd been fighting the condition for years. I was so grateful that he trusted me with his war stories, and sad for him that he traded a long life, sacrificing everything until he had nothing. He served his country with honor and without complaint. He was proud. He was a Marine. His name was Brian. I called him Dad. Okay, sorry about the dog barking and a little bit of that um, reading, but I really don't want to re-record it all, so I'm going to let that go. That's what we call real life. And uh, the offending object was actually uh, somebody outside trying to shovel. So we are well protected over here with Scout. Um, and I know that was kind of heavy, so I'm going to end the podcast by telling you a funny little story about uh, my experience at Tim Hortons the other day. So I don't know if anyone's familiar, but Tim Hortons every year comes out with this um, game, as it were, called Roll Up the Rim. Ding, ding, genius marketing over there. But anyway, Roll Up the Rim means there's prizes printed under the rim of the coffee cup, and the only way to get the rim <laughs> loose is to, well, I have found I bite it with my teeth until it comes open and unfurls. I gracefully, the lady that I am, do this the other day, and I have won a free coffee. So I'm quite delighted. So I decide to go to the Tim Hortons by my office in the afternoon to just get a little coffee break. So I go to the drive-thru, they, you know, a woman comes on the speaker, oh, hi, can we help you, blah, blah, blah. I, I tell her, yes, I, I start my order with, I have a coupon for the free coffee, so I'd like a large coffee, double cream. She says, cool, I get to the window, she is not there, there's this random dude, obviously he's not that random, he works at Tim Hortons, but I don't think he spoke any English, or he at least was very minimal because he, I said, here's my, I hand him the free coupon. He just stares at it. He stares at me. He opens the window. Then he just looks helplessly at me and says, $2, $2. So I think, all right, fine. You know, this coupon thing's not happening today. So I go to give him my debit card. And then he, he just says, free coffee, free coffee. And he hands me the coffee. Um, I try to give him my debit card, he waves it away, hands me the coffee and just says, free coffee, free coffee. And then when I try to give him the coupon, he won't take that either. He hands that back. And then when I try to again give him my debit card, he just waves me away and shuts the window. <laughs> and I just left with my free coffee that I apparently kind of stole from Tim Hortons, but they gave it to me. And um, well, that story is I still have a free coffee to use with my Roll Up the Rim game. So um, stay tuned for part two. We'll see what happens next time I go to Tim Hortons, maybe tomorrow. Um, take care, everybody. See you soon. Bye. Okay, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that Tim Hortons story. And uh, we're ending with Get Free from Jimmy Ohio. Um, He's my main music on this podcast because he's talented, but let's not tell him. He doesn't need to get a big head. Um, see you guys later. Have a good one. What